So it is a, it's a blessing to be here with you tonight. I, um, I just want to just take a few moments to just share something with you that was just stirring in my heart this week, and I, I just want to share this with you. So let's just take a moment. Let's set our faith in agreement because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us as we continue to worship and stay in that attitude of worship tonight. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. So Lord, we come to you with grateful hearts and we really are thankful. There's so much that you've done for us that we're not even aware of and that we can just count our blessings and acknowledge everything that you've done for us so far, everything that you're doing for us, everything that you're yet to do. And Lord, if we even had a glimpse of all the things that you've done for us that we're not even aware of, uh, we'd be overwhelmed. And so tonight, we, your people, your thankful ones, have come to worship you and to say thank you for everything you've given us, everything that you've done for us. And we just want to appreciate you and love you and honor you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I am excited because I do believe that this message helps prepare the way for Thanksgiving. How many of you are going to be like taking some time to be with family or friends this Thanksgiving, uh, this weekend, and so on? And I think this message is really, really important for us to grasp a hold of. So I want to talk tonight just for a few moments about how God goes before you. That God really is your way maker, even when it seems impossible, when it seems like there is no way, God makes a way. And that's a good part about it. There's a scripture... Uh, When you think about God's perspective, he knows every thought you're going to think. He knows every step you're going to take. He knows whether or not you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit or you're going to make choices that were not so led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, But here's what the scripture says, before you call, I will answer. God has this amazing ability to go before you and to prepare the way for you. If you think about how John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus, And how Jesus said, I go to prepare a home for you. In other words, God's infrastructure, his strategic planning always comes with this concept. He goes ahead of you. He prepares the way for you. Now, here's a question for you. Why is it that some people experience more of God's grace in their next step or more of God's favor in their next step than some others don't? Because there is a noticeable difference between some who are even Christians and some who are continuing to be a Christian and even love the Lord. But it seems like some people's steps are marked with success, with blessing, with favor, with grace, and others you just don't see a manifestation of a lot of God's grace, and it looks like they're always tribulating. They're always experiencing problems. They're always, it's not going to make us exempt what I'm going to talk about tonight. It's not going to make us exempt from problems and challenges. But why is it that some people experience more of God in their next step than others? And I want to talk about that tonight because it's so important because sometimes people think, well, you just have to be perfect. The reason why they're not experiencing the blessing of God is because they're just not living to honor God the way that they could or should. Well, Jesus would actually have something to say about that, right? He did to the Pharisees and religious leaders. At times he said, do you think that tower fell down because those people were really big sinners kind of thing? Or he goes on and talks about some other examples and he's like, no, 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 no. That's not the issue here. People are sinners by nature. But why is it that some people who are even godly people are experiencing more stealing, killing, and destruction, and others are experiencing the blessing of God. Well, I will say this, 
It has a lot to do with the camp that you feast from. Who you're listening to will help change your mind positively to expect good things from the Lord. And others will teach you to expect bad things. It's taught from the pulpit all around the country that some people, they teach that you're going to have problems all the time and that's all they focus on Sunday after Sunday. Problems. Hey, what are your problems this week? Tell me all about your problems. What about, let's talk about the praise reports this week. Let's talk about the goodness of God. What did God do in my life this week? You know, it's, it's what we talk about for sure. In fact, one of Amy's and my, I think, greatest success keys has a lot to do with what we are speaking. You know, if you look at Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 through 7, it reminds us, listen, this isn't by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. Then he goes on to say, now Zerubbabel, I need you to prophesy to that mountain because that mountain, I want to level it. And here's how you're going to do it. You're going to shout grace, grace to it. That's how you're going to level it. And based upon the translation you're reading out of, it's going to say it's going to be leveled. The mountain will become like a plain or a molehill. or be, Basically, it's going to be leveled. It's going to become nothing. By what? By shouting what? Again, let's hear it. Grace, grace. Grace, grace means divine intervention, means unmerited favor. In other words, you don't deserve it. You're getting what Jesus deserves, ultimately, with eternity. Amen? So the more we focus on God's grace, the more we expect God's grace, that his goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life, what we expect, what we look for, Jesus said, we're going to find it. And if we keep talking about the problems, the problems are only going to get bigger. But if we keep speaking grace, grace, and shouting grace, grace, so every day when I wake up, because I want my next steps to always be marked in favor, in grace, in favor, in grace. So every day, I understand that Scripture says, God will make the crooked places what? Straight. So every day, I'm going to take a moment, Amy and I are going to take a moment. When I wake up, my prayers, my prayers sound a lot like this. Lord, I just shout grace, grace to every challenge and adversity. Uh, no matter what it is that I might be facing that day, it might be a meeting with someone. It might be uh, Thanksgiving's around the corner, meeting with family. It's more like a mission strip sometimes. You know what I'm talking about. I'll say I. So I'm going to be shouting grace, grace to that because I don't want to experience what the world experiences. And so I'm going to be shouting grace, grace. Lord, I thank you that this Thanksgiving, it's going to be full of grace. It's going to be full of favor. It's going to be full of the joy of the Lord. I thank you, Lord. And I'm going to keep shouting grace, grace to that mountain that I know could be a mountain if I don't shout grace, grace to it. It could be a marital problem. It could be a family problem. It could be a parenting issue. It could be a career issue. But if we keep shouting grace, grace to it, what we're really doing is saying, God, I don't, I'm not asking you for what I deserve but I am asking you to give me what Jesus Christ deserves. It's not about being perfect. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's important to live an honorable life because anybody can get to the top in this world, but it takes character to stay up there. So the higher you go, if the foundation isn't built, the harder you're going to fall. So we, have to, we can't skip, start applying this spiritual principle, even though it works, without building a foundation, because if you skip the foundation, it's going to be harder when you fall if you haven't built a solid foundation. So we're all going to fall, but sometimes people have built a stronger foundation than others. Now, grace, grace, again, is something that every day we're going to start with appreciation. 
Because it's our attitude of gratitude that determines our what? Our altitude in life, amen? But there are going to be times where you're going to mess up. But here's the good news that God goes before you even when you mess up. And the more we're looking to his grace when we mess up, like Jonah, who was outright rebellious against God and refused to go to Nineveh and said, no way, I'm not going to Nineveh to teach and to give them an opportunity to repent. I want the wrath of God to hit them. He didn't want grace for them. He knew God was a graceful God. So he goes the opposite direction, and of course, things aren't going well. And so what does God do? He goes before him. He saves him. Now watch this, though, because this is really important. In Jonah chapter 2, verse 9, I will sacrifice. Now he's in the belly, three days in the belly of a well or a great fish. I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. Now watch verse 10. So, say so with me. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. It could have vomited him out in the ocean, but he vomited it onto dry land because he gave a voice of thanksgiving. So when we just shout grace, grace, it's not just grace, grace. We're saying, God, thank you for grace upon grace today. Lord, thank you for grace upon grace for this Thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for grace upon grace for this Christmas. Thank you, Lord, for grace upon grace in this meeting upcoming that you may be dreading, but if you keep, our, if you keep your eyes on grace himself and grace starts manifesting and getting bigger in your eyes, your expectations are going to climb higher and what you expect, you're going to eventually going to receive good or bad and if you keep shouting grace grace through a heart of thanksgiving and it may be a sacrifice of thanksgiving because you don't feel like it at times but you keep shouting with a voice of thanksgiving a sacrifice of thanksgiving lord thank you for your grace today Lord, thank you that you are making the crooked places straight today. Lord, thank you that you've gone before me today, that you're causing me to be in the right place at the right time with the right people doing and saying the right things. Lord, that is your grace. Every time you acknowledge his grace, he appreciates it. And what you appreciate in life appreciates. Let me ask you this question. Are people grateful because they are successful or are they successful because they are grateful? And it's not based upon being perfect. Some of the people that I see on TV today that are inward Christians, but they don't necessarily act totally outwardly like, well, I probably wouldn't have said that uh, on TV. Or I probably wouldn't have done that to the world or shared that with the world. But let me give you an illustration. Let me say Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey has impacted the world in a lot of ways. For good, amen? But I know Steve Harvey in the earlier years may have said things that were just like, I probably wouldn't say that. But here's Steve Harvey's heart. How many know that God's looking at the heart? This is what Steve Harvey says. The number one blessing blocker is the lack of gratitude. The number one blessing blocker is the lack of gratitude. If you think about it, what's the opposite of gratitude? Complain. What you appreciate in life appreciates. A heart of gratitude attracts the right people. If you think about it, the people that you appreciate the most are the people that are going to want to be around you the most. Whether it's your marriage, your family, your friends, your coworkers. 
There's a scripture that I'm paraphrasing it, but people have a hard time finding fault in one who appreciates them. So this Thanksgiving season, when you're going into seeing family members that are like a missions trip experience, if you're constantly looking for ways that you can express gratitude to them and thank yous to them and appreciation to them, they're going to have a hard time trying to find fault in you. It's hard to find fault in someone who is constantly appreciating you. Amen? Makes sense, right? So my challenge is how can we practice more appreciation? Look for opportunities every day. Number one, yes, with God. Thank you for your grace today, Lord. Before you start off the day, just think like this. There's some people when they wake up in the morning and they wake up and they're just like, oh man, it's Monday morning or whatever. Can you imagine just change it for a moment? Try this. Sit up real fast and clap your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, it's a great day. It's a choice. And the choices will ultimately make you. You make choices, but choices will ultimately make you. So what if we were from this point on saying, I'm going to look for every opportunity to show appreciation and gratitude to the people around me, whether it's during the holiday season or maybe the waiter or waitress or the mail carrier, anybody that you can possibly think of, security, whoever it is, but you're constantly looking for opportunities to show gratitude and appreciation. I love what the Lord said to me one time. He said, I dwell in the presence of those who are thankful and those who are appreciative. Well, you think about Psalms, it says God inhabits the praises of his people. So God loves being around people who are appreciative. And he's not looking for someone who is perfect. He's just looking for someone who will be appreciative for his whatever his grace is that day. My challenge to you is today or tomorrow. And I would suggest start today if you can. Take like an index card or a journal for the next 365 days when we come back here next year. Write down one thing that you can be thankful for every day for the next 365 days. Journal it, write it in an index card, and then at the end of the 365 days, I want you to review all the things that you were thankful for in the last 365 days. Let me tell you, this will change your life. Amen. That's what I love about you guys. Think of it like this. What if the only things you have in life tomorrow are what you express gratitude for today? Gratitude coats your mind from negativity. Some people have stinking thinking from the neck up. They need a checkup, you know? But what if we were to change the way we think by simply focusing on being grateful every single day for the next 365 days, we made a goal to write down at least one thing that we are thankful for every single day. And at the end of 365 days, we reflect on it, we come back, and we give God thanks. Because I will tell you this right now, you will, whatever you thank God for, you will attract more of. Whatever you thank God for, you will attract more of in your life. Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5, as we start wrapping this up. Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5 reminds us that as we enter into his gates, it's important to enter in. This is his love language. Enter in with what? Thanksgiving. 
God appreciates appreciation. And enter into his courts, his heart, with what? With praise. There's something about just being thankful that helps launch us into a deeper, more intimate relationship with our creator. And the same way goes for our spouse, for our children. There's something about being thankful that allows us to also move into a deeper level of relationship with one another. You know, thank you for always looking nice for me every day, Amy. Thank you for always dressing so beautifully for me. Amy, thank you for fixing your hair. Amy, thank you for putting on your makeup, even though you don't need any makeup. Amy, (laughs) thank you for being such a great helper. Amy, thank you. You know what, Amy? You are amazing. You are a beautiful wife inside and out. I love being with you. You are an amazing woman. You're a superwoman in my eyes. It just moved me into praise because I started with thankfulness. That's exactly what God's looking for. If you will start with thanksgiving, you will move into a deeper level of gratitude, appreciation, praise. And God, you will find, appreciates those who are appreciative. If he created us in his own image, which all of us appreciate appreciation, amen? If he created us in his own image, and we all appreciate appreciation, how many, how many of you just really know deep down in your heart that God really appreciates appreciation to you? Anybody can complain in life, but it is opposite of gratitude. And whatever we complain about, we'll get more of. But whatever we appreciate, whatever we're grateful for, we will get more, we will attract more of. Think of it this way. There's this man who one day walked out of his house. True story. He got, came out of his house and he saw a little dog there wagging his tail and he had just brought his newspaper to his door. The man was so thankful. He leaned over and he said, oh, good dog, good dog. He didn't have to go out to the end of his you know, yard to get his newspaper. And, good dog, good dog. And he went in his house and even got a treat for it and came back, patted the dog a few more times. The next day, that dog showed up again, but this time he showed up with eight newspapers from all over the neighborhood. If a dog (laughs) appreciates appreciation, who God created, whatever you appreciate, you will attract more of. If you receive this tonight, will you say amen? amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for our time together tonight as we enter into your gates with thanksgiving tonight. There's so much that we can be thankful for. We're here, we're alive, we're breathing. We got to church. Lord, we got a wonderful team to worship with tonight. We've got uh, a comfortable building to worship in that's nice and comfortable. And Lord, it is such a gift and such a blessing to be alive here on earth is a gift from you. And so Lord, thank you for the wonderful gift of life that you've given us. And Lord, we may not be where we wanna be yet. We may not even be in our fullness of our calling yet, but Lord, Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be able to stop and reflect and say thank you for how far you've brought us. We are grateful. We know we've got a long ways to grow, but we're grateful for how far you've brought us. And we say thank you tonight, Lord, from the depths of our heart, in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to ask with every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment, if you are here tonight and are saying, Pastor, I just need to come back to Christ. If that's you, just all over this room, and you're saying, Pastor, would you just pray for me tonight? I just need to make that decision. I want to come back to Christ. And if that's you, would you just slip up your hands all over this room right now, just acknowledging I, I want to make that quality choice and that decision tonight. Okay, good. Let's do this. Let's put a hand on our heart. Let's pray this prayer with them. And I believe God wants to do miracles tonight. Amen. Would you pray this out loud with me? Heavenly Father, forgive me of all my sins. 
Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord, my Savior, and my best friend. Thank you for dying on the cross for all of my sins. I commit my life to you now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you give the Lord a big hand clap tonight? Let him know how much you love him.